Welcome to the Live Life Unapologetically podcast, a place that isn't about chatting into the void, but rather sparking real change in your life. Get ready to enter the realm where positive thinking meets intentional action. From conquering self-doubt to cozying up with authenticity and achieving success with intention. This podcast is your go-to source for mind-bending exploration. Whether you're navigating the maze of self-discovery, high-fiving purpose, or just trying to figure out what wellness really means, you're in the right place. Every episode is a passport stamp on your journey to living life unapologetically. Because why settle for the ordinary when you were born to be extraordinary? Hey guys, I'm so excited to share this episode with you. It is on one of my favorite topics, which is self-care. I've been teaching for a long time and I've seen my fair share of people struggling with the stresses that come with the job of being a teacher. And I know it's not easy to care for yourself in those moments. I know that many teaching professionals get caught up in the idea that they don't deserve to take care of themselves because that's a luxury or it's selfish or they just have too much going on, but it's not. Taking care of yourself is necessary, and I hope this episode will help convince you of that. Self-care isn't conditional on outside circumstances. It's about ensuring your needs are met no matter what else is happening around you. It isn't a luxury. It's a necessity, and it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you smart and responsible. If you're feeling overwhelmed right now as an educator and you need guidance and balance in your life, download three quick and easy ways to achieve balance while teaching today and jumpstart your way to a teacher life balance. Just go to makewaveseducation.com forward slash balance to get your hands on my methods and get results today. As we dive deeper into searching for more balance in our lives as educators, I'm excited to share the strategies I have been using with my one-to-one clients. The tips work time and time again. Again, allowing you to have more balance in your life as a teacher. Plus, there's a special bonus of practical examples of how you can start right away. All you have to do is go to makewaveseducation.com forward slash balance to get the three quick and easy ways to achieve balance while teaching, which leads right into taking care of yourself. A lot of times as teachers, we base our self-care around circumstances. And basing your self-care on circumstances will not allow you to sustain self-care. Hear me out. A lot of times we decide, you know what, I want to work out more. This summer, I'm going to get into a habit or routine and I'm going to work out every single day so that when the school year comes, I'm already going to have that habit and I'm going to continue that habit because it's a habit. But you've based that habit on a circumstance. And so when the circumstance changes, i.e. we go back to school, the habit goes by the wayside because it was totally dependent on a circumstance, your summer break. You see, basing your self-care on the circumstances or things that are going on around you will not lead to sustainable self-care. Self-care is vital. You have to take care of yourself, especially if you're a teacher. There is so much asked of you. Making yourself a priority oftentimes feels like something that is selfish, you can't do, you don't have time for, or you just put it on the back burner and say, well, I'll get to it when I can. And that usually leads to thinking, I'll do it over a break. I'll do it over the summer. A lot of times we think self-care has to be a luxury, like taking a vacation or going to a spa day, doing something that might cost money or time that we have to plan and prep for. Those are just extra bonuses of self-care. Self-care is truly taking care of yourself, mind and body. Body every single day. It is not a luxury. It is something that should be a part of what you do on a daily basis 
to sustain your wellness and to be the best you that you can be everywhere you go. So let's talk about circumstances. The first thing is a perfect circumstance does not exist. Something is always going to come up around you and you may have some periods of time that feel a little bit more steady, but circumstances change constantly. That's why there's no such thing as perfect circumstances. Everything can be going right and one thing can go wrong. Life can be smooth sailing and then there's some bumpy waters. Things happen all around our lives, whether it's with work or personal situations. Circumstances are never going to be perfect. And once we get that into our mindset, we can then start to think about self-care in a way that is not based on circumstances, but based on the necessity that it is. Self-care is just as necessary as breathing. Just sit on that, y'all. Every breath you take cares for you. Self-care is just like that. It's breathing into yourself every single day. I'm actually a proponent of saying that you should start doing some self-care stuff when circumstances are the least ideal. Why? Well, if you're doing something new and not a very ideal situation and you get a handle on that to taking care of yourself, when the smooth sailing stuff comes, well, it's easy to maintain and keep. And if another bump comes in a road, that's okay because you've already dealt with it and created a habit during bumpy times. You don't have to wait. And I also believe that you can change some circumstances by taking care of yourself. You can make life a lot smoother for yourself, feel better, and have more joy each day when you make self-care a priority in your life because you're caring for yourself regardless of what's happening outside of you. You're creating a circumstance internally, no matter what's happening externally. And that is truly the foundation of self-care. It is making sure that you're okay, you, not the world around you, not the people who need you, not all the things that come up, not doing work stuff or family stuff. None of that is self-care. That's caring for others. Self-care is all about you. And no, it is not selfish. It is responsible. It is very responsible to take care of you. If you are not taken care of, you really truly can't properly take care of other people in your life or the things in your life that you need to accomplish. If you're exhausted, if you're run down, you're not at your peak, you're not at your best. And so when you go out to do things or experience things, you can't do them at your full capacity. Self-care allows you to walk in your full capacity every single day. That is why Self-care should be a number one priority and not based on circumstances, but based on your needs and meeting your needs each and every day. So how do we practice self-care? How do we get into the mode of taking care of ourselves internally, no matter what's going on externally around us? We need to think of things that fuel us up. How do we take care of ourselves? What do we need to have happen so that we feel cared for? Remember, self-care isn't vacations. It isn't spa days. It isn't bubble baths. While those things can feel good and they can care for you and bring you to a place of caring for yourself, those are what I like to call the extra credit bonuses of self-care. Those are things that we go above and beyond to do. We might not do those consistently on a daily basis. Those are the things that are sprinkled in to enhance our self-care experience in this life. Daily self-care is about rest and downtime 
and exercising and eating healthy, engaging in joyful activities. Once again, these activities don't have to be luxury activities, and we'll talk more about that in just a second. But the first thing I really want to hit home is rest. Taking care of your physical body, resting when your body says rest, not pushing your body to the limits. Because when we start pushing ourselves to the limits, we get into a state of constant exhaustion, which can lead to burnout which can lead to stress. And all of these things are not good for ourselves, not mentally or physically. We know that stress has mental and physical effects. Burnout can have mental and physical effects. And exhaustion can have mental and physical effects. We need to take care of ourselves through rest. Going hard from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed in a cycle will eventually take you to a place where your body is probably going to tell you, you have no choice, you're going to lay here and rest. Let's not get to that point. Let's not get to a situation where we have breakdowns. Let's keep ourselves fueled internally every single day with rest, getting the appropriate amount of sleep, having the appropriate amount of downtime, not constantly going, going, going. We need to let go of the culture that the grind and hustle and always doing and always working means that we are successful, wonderful, great, or better than other people. It doesn't do anything for you internally. It might get you some outside validation that you go above and beyond. But other than that, it just takes away from you. Remember, you have to be good so that you can be good for all other areas of your life. So taking time to make sure you have appropriate rest. I have always been a person that goes to bed early and wakes up early. I've been like that since I was a child. I'm going to get in my eight hours. I've always known that about myself. I've always known I'm not the person that's going to stay at the party late because I need my rest. So resting was an easier thing for me to fall into. But as I went on this journey of self-care as a teacher, I found that I was staying up later than usual doing work tasks. I would try to stay up to get them done. I'd fall in bed exhausted. When I was in my first few years of teaching, there were times I'd stay up till midnight, but I commuted and I had to wake up at 4.30 in the morning. My rest wasn't good. I wasn't good. Life wasn't good. It let me realize the importance of rest when I didn't have it versus when I did. I appreciate rest even more now because I had to go through those hard times. Rest is meaningful. It brings you to a place of restoration. It helps to refuel your body. Your brain needs rest. Your body needs rest. It is not something to sacrifice. A lot of people brag, well, I only sleep three, four hours a night. Look how successful I am. But how do you feel? How sustainable is that? We want to have sustainable self care because it's not a luxury. It's an everyday activity. And part of that is rest, making sure you're getting the appropriate amount of rest for your body. On this journey and as I expand, because I believe we can always expand and grow, I started telling myself, I sleep when my body says sleep. I wake up when my body says wake up. And I tell myself that every single day. And do you know, I go to sleep when I'm ready to go to sleep. If my body says sleep, I'm like, okay, it's time to go to bed. And my body, when it says wake up, I wake up. My alarm is set for five o'clock in the morning, but I found that when I go to sleep, when my body says rest, I actually get up before my alarm and I just wake up. 
when my body says wake up. It is the best feeling ever to just wake up when your body says wake up. And when we get into a practice of rest and embracing rest, it makes a huge difference in our lives. The next thing I want to talk about is downtime. Downtime is so essential. Downtime is where you're not particularly caught up in doing work, tasks, or things that need to get done on a to-do list. Downtime is just doing things to calm yourself, get out of the hustle and grind, just chill. Make a habit of having downtime throughout your day. As an educator, you might say, well, I can't do that during the workday. And there are places you can plug that in to the workday. You can check out the episode about daily routines, but you can plug it in during the day. Even when you're at work, you should plug it in on the weekends. Downtime is important. I love getting off of work and just doing nothing for about an hour. I'm not gonna come home and cook or clean or do any of those things. I just like to come home and relax for about an hour. And then I'll get into all the other stuff that needs to get done around the house or other things that I have going on. I just love that time to decompress myself, wind down, and get into another state of mind. So downtime can take you from work and into just relaxation mode. Relaxation is great. Relaxation is self-care. It's taking care of yourself, the process of being instead of always doing. Then there's exercising and eating healthy. Exercising and eating healthy can mean a lot of things. It can look a lot of different ways. It doesn't mean you have to spend three hours a day in the gym and meal prep every single thing you do. It can look different for anybody. If you like to do those things, do it. But exercise and eating healthy comes in many forms. Do what works for you, but making sure you're taking care of your body, building up that strength and putting those nutrients into your body. I've had a unique experience in this area. Some people know my story, and if you don't, you're about to find out. So here's my cliche story of how I actually started working within contract hours. So I was on the path to working within contracted hours. I started with because I had a hobby I wanted to do, and then I started with just stopping at a certain point every night. But I got suddenly ill a few years ago, and it was very sudden, and I couldn't eat anything. I couldn't get off the couch. I was in pain, and it took six months for doctors to figure out what was going on. My esophagus no longer worked properly. By this time, because I couldn't eat, I wasn't getting treatment. They were still trying to figure out what was going on. I had fallen into a state of malnourishment. My energy levels were low. It was hard to do anything but lay on the couch. I spent months laying on the couch. My only physical activity was when my husband would get me up every evening when he got home from work and we would go on a short walk around the block with the dog and we would talk and he would help me, hold me up, keep me encouraged to keep going and keep walking. I started treatment, things got a little bit better, but I couldn't get the nutrients that I needed into my body. I couldn't exercise because I didn't have energy. My body was shutting down. It was a really long process and a long road. I'm happy to say that I have beaten so many odds with this illness and the cause of it. I'm on the road to being able to eat food again. That's not in the form of a puree. I'm able to eat different types of foods. I was very limited on what I could actually put into my body while we were going through and finding a treatment plan. And exercise was off the table. I've never been a big into exercise person in the first place, but I always did like 
like to eat healthy foods. I had actually gone on a journey and become completely vegan before I got sick. And I missed those days, but there are certain things I have to put into my body now that aren't vegan for the moment, but I know I'm gonna keep progressing and I'm gonna get back to where I was. I say that to say that's why it looks different for everybody. I love eating vegan, other people may not. So exercise and eating healthy, it might look different to you. Within my story, I want you to realize, and what I realized is the importance of fueling your body and taking care of your body and exercise. So now I'm at the place where I can start doing more physical exercise and I'm building back up my strength. But when you lose all your strength and you're trying to build it back up, that's not an easy thing to do. Taking care of yourself every day means taking care of your physical strength, your ability to do things. Y'all, it was hard for me to put up a bulletin board. That's how weak my body was. Putting up a bulletin board would wipe me out. A very simple activity. So when I say exercise, that's why I say it doesn't have to mean going to the gym all the time, but you do need to have strength within your body. That could be walking, that could be running, that could be just doing some push-ups, that could be doing some yoga, whatever resonates with you to keep your body strong and active so that you can do the things that you want to do in life and that you enjoy doing in life and then eating healthy to get the nutrients because healthy food fuels our bodies, it gives us energy. So I got to experience what the body is like without either of those things. And I am here to tell you the best way to care for yourself when it comes to your physical body, your energy, and your strength is to put in good foods that fuel you and give you energy and to exercise and to build your strength. Take care of yourself now. Then engage in some joyful activities. Another thing I learned through my illness, laying on the couch, was I was missing out on a lot of joyful things because I was always just doing things for other people, not for myself. And self-care is about self. That's why it's called self-care. It's not about other people taking care of you. It's not about other people fulfilling you. It's not about outside circumstances working in your favor to make you feel good. It's about making yourself feel good and caring for yourself. I wasn't engaging in things that really fueled me and made me happy because I was so busy caring for others. When I was laying on the couch, not being able to do anything, I had a whole lot of time to think about all the things that I missed that I didn't even realize I missed because I was so busy with everything else. There wasn't even room within my mind to think about how much I missed certain things. I found that once I started getting better, I wasn't going to let time pass me by and I was going to fill myself up with joyful activities for myself. Me and my husband are two very different people, but we work. And the things that are joyous to him, they aren't so joyous to me. We have to be very creative when we're coming up with things to do together because that's just us and that's okay. But I wanted to make sure that I was doing things that I liked to do. And if that meant doing them without him, that was completely okay. And then I got to a point where I was like, well, if you like it, you go do it. I don't have to do it. You go enjoy. And we've come to this really great place where we do things that are joyous activities individually and joyous activities together. Same thing with my children. There are joyous activities I do with them. And then there's some other stuff. I'm like, yeah, y'all have fun with that. My, my kids are older now. And so their life is a little bit different. And I can say those things when they're doing things. It's just a different season of motherhood. I still have one at home. But I just do the things that I enjoy. 
engaging in joyful activities and things that bring you joy allow you to say no to the things that don't bring you joy. When you make it a priority to engage in joyful activities, you'll find that you're saying yes to more of the things that fill you up and no to a lot of the stuff that doesn't. No, I don't want to go to that place. So I'm not going to. And because I know I'm caring for myself and filling myself up, I don't feel guilty about it at all. It's a great way to have boundaries in your life. And boundaries aren't just about work. Boundaries are about all areas of your life so that you can care for yourself no matter where you are. So yes, you're going to have work boundaries, but I've also found personal boundaries in the quest for self-care. Every area of my life is more enhanced It is more positive. It feels better because self-care is a priority. I'm better for everyone around me. I know that internally I need to be okay. What I want you to think about is being okay internally. How that then lets you be your best self everywhere you go. Living your life unapologetically in self first. It isn't selfish. It is necessary. I can't stress that enough. Your quality of life will increase regardless of the outside circumstances when you start to take care of yourself. Remember, it is self-care. It is not someone else caring for you or circumstances that make you happy. It is you filling yourself up and sustaining your self-care on a daily basis. It's not about the occasional luxury activity. It is about a daily practice of being filled up for yourself. It is not about all of those extra luxury activities that come every now and then. It is about a daily method of taking care of yourself. There are so many ways to do it. Rest, downtime, exercise, eating healthy, engaging in joyful activities are just some of the examples of how you can practice self-care every single day. I want you to remember that there is not a perfect circumstance that's going to happen for you to care for yourself. I want you to heed my story because I finally learned true self-care when I was at my worst and started taking care of myself in the worst moments of my life. And because I did it when the circumstances weren't ideal, I was able to maintain my self-care as circumstances improved. My self-care is not based on outside circumstances. It is based on the internal need to be the best me that I can be every single day. I want that for you. I want you to know it is possible, even when it seems like it's not. If you take your focus off of everything else that's going on around you and you just put it back on yourself and you commit to taking care of yourself, you do it consistently, daily, your quality of life is going to improve no matter what. It's going to improve no matter what's going on in the school building. It is going to improve no matter what's going on in your personal life because you are taking care of yourself every day, not based on circumstance, but based on filling your needs. Don't try to wait until you feel like circumstances are the best because what are you going to do when a bump comes along? It's going to derail you. Start right now. Don't wait. The time is now. The new year is upon us and a lot of people set new year's resolutions. Resolve in yourself to take care of yourself, not beginning January 1st, beginning right now in this very moment. What can you do right now? to take care of yourself every single day. 
to make sure that you are the best you you can be for yourself and for everyone around you. You can have a life that is sustainable in joy, that is sustainable in peace, that is sustainable in things that make you happy, where you're not feeling run down, you're not feeling stressed, and you're not feeling burnt out on a consistent basis. Start taking care of yourself today, now. One decision separates you from the life that you desire and what you're living right now. And that is, I am going to take care of myself. It is not selfish. It is the smartest and most responsible thing I can do. I commit to myself and I will not break that commitment to myself. I will see you in the next episode. If you love today's episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and share it with your fellow warriors. Let's create a ripple effect of liberation. Until next time, stay fierce, stay fabulous, and as always, live life unapologetically. Hey, warriors, before you go conquer the world, I got a little something special for you. If you're ready to kick things up a notch, you'll want to get your hands on the free roadmap, Thriving Beyond Limits, Four Secrets to Maximize Your Potential. These four secrets are so juicy that they're practically the VIP tickets to walking in inspired action every day. To grab your copy, head over to livelifeunapologetically.com forward slash roadmap, or you can find the link in the show description. Because let's face it, you're not here to play small. You're here to thrive beyond limits. Go ahead and get your free roadmap by going to livelifeunapologetically.com forward slash roadmap today.